Today I would like to talk about living ageless and what they don't tell you about mental illness. And I will be the first to say that I have dealt with it in my family. And the first time that I saw it, because there's really, there are so many different levels to this. And you can read books after book and listen to video after video you know listen to recordings and look at videos but it's not until you are in that that you really see what it is I my first experience with it with a family member was back in the 70s and it was, first of all, I think what happened with the family is we took it personally, like this person was doing things to personally hurt us or to make us angry. But what I realized in hindsight, that was a part of the process that was happening because these people are dealing with cracked brains and the subconscious and unconscious is just totally out of control. And then you get these days with them where they get these glimpses of brilliance. They will literally say things that's like almost this pure energy and it's like, how did you know that? Why did you say that? But it, it's something that comes through and it's, and it's pure. It's really um, words of wisdom or knowledge. So you go back and forth and you almost say, okay, they're getting better. And then within a matter of a few minutes, they revert back to the madness. And you become angry again. That's what they don't tell you. The family, because you're so affected by it. But once you get past the denial, because during the denial period, I feel like that's when the anger, because you are denying the fact that something is going wrong with this person. And this person is not doing these things just to get on your nerves. Something is going wrong. Whether it's hormonal, um, uh, on the DNA, or whatever. But something happens. And that onset of mental illness is very organized you know, between the anger and the hatred and everything. And they in, in tandem, it's like it works in tandem. So one minute they can speak very clear and the next minute it's total chaos. And, but somehow 
you find a you you would find a way to accept what was going on once you became clear you stop being angry with the whole thing and stop saying that this person was deliberately doing these things to get on your nerves because that's not what it is it's much bigger than that um there's cases where families are in denial that they even have this problem within a family so they cover up they excuse i remember this one particular mother um, she was disturbed very dysfunctional but she would sometimes come out of it and be able to function but when she was dysfunctional she was really dysfunctional like in the corner canatonic stupor and i remember her mom whenever people would ask for her her mom would say oh she has the flu and i used to think that this is really strange she get the flu all year long well of course i was still a teenager so i didn't really overstand what was happening but then at some point i knew that this mother was hiding something and she was really hiding the fact that her daughter was in this space and because of the community i don't think that the mother was able to actually articulate what was really happening she was not violent or anything she would just revert back to almost a childhood where she was in that canatonic stupor in the corner and her children had to see this but then she would come back to herself and she would be able to get dressed and go to work again um and in some communities it was frowned up on to even go get help so it was kind of easy to just stuff and tuck it away out of sight out of mind i i'm not going to really deal with this but what i'm seeing in hindsight seeing this particular thing how it has morphed and how organized it has become mental illness it's like it is um almost criminally insane like when they are in that space there is no redirecting there is no stopping the aggression is so intense that you need to cry out for help uh decades ago you know maybe a little lithium you know go to the doctor and they give you lithium and it can maybe balance these people out but i actually think 
it has become so huge that lithium might be like a baby aspirin to some of these people. I mean, not balance anything. The trauma is so intense in some of these people because there's so many avenues they can go. You know, they, the, even if they're teenagers, they experiment with drugs, but it's not like drugs that, you know, marijuana or something back in the 70s or the 60s or something like that. You know, it, you know, you know, eventually, you know, the LSD and all that, that was on, on the scene, but this is like, I mean, the distributors of these drugs have become so clever that they actually make pop and pill a game. You put cartoon characters on pills that make people go crazy. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and it's made to be attractive and pleasing to the young and the even younger minds. So in looking at this, that I would say to anyone, what they don't tell you is when you see it, believe it. When you see people becoming into a space of hygiene deficits, uh, you know, I knew back then, you know, a lot of people would have mental illness and they would talk about the voices. But I chalked that up to us living in this electromagnetic field and somehow they became sensitive to the electromagnetic field and what was like just sounds became like in their minds interpretations of voices of maybe someone telling them that they weren't any good or whatever but in reality it was them interpreting sounds that they could not explain clearly so it took on a persona of its own of voices in their head. So these voices, in other words, would make them do very bad things. But it's like now you notice with the people that is struggling with mentally Ill, mental illness, they don't even talk about hearing voices. It's almost like they just open up and become this whatever alter ego or whatever you want to call it and they are now openly living in the world like that because of sometimes people in denial these people they, they don't want to believe what's happening so they, these people go undiagnosed. And maybe that's the word I've been looking for. 
being undiagnosed. And it's it's becoming more and more progressive because no one wants to stand in that uncomfortable space and say that my daughter or my son, my sister, my brother is not perfect. Because in the world that we live in, we are given these templates of what our life should look look like. And if we do this, we get these hypotheses. If you do this, then you have that. And when that does not work, that formula does not work, a lot of times it leaves people punch drunk in life. So I just wanted to say that because what I'm seeing is so very different. And the road that mental illness has taken it, and I don't know if it's a toll from the pandemic, that it is very different. And it's almost sneaking up on people. And because they're undiagnosed, that don't mean that they don't have the problem. And maybe that's where the gap is. Not being willing to take that first step to go get help. Or even reaching out for help because someone that you know and love is changing in a way that is unexplainable. So it's like, don't deal with it. But then when you turn around and you look, your lawn is above your head because that's how deep the troubles are. And now the puzzle is so broken you're not even able to know where to begin of how to connect these dots. And, you know, we need to become more aware of how this mental illness is changing and morphing into so many different areas that are, I would say is actually not even identified at this point, you know, which is why so many people are just falling through the cracks and why we're seeing so many homeless people. Because what happens is a lot of them are not even capable of living peacefully in a house. They're trying to outrun the illness. So they become like nomads. And they just walk. And they just walk. And there's no talking sense into them. Because they've entered into this world or this door of no return. So, if you would like to know more about her... Continue listening to my podcast. And I'm still working on other parts of 
what I enjoy doing is I set my dreams free, hopefully to heal myself and heal others as well. But in closing, I would like to say, if you see something happening with someone, say something. Get help. There's hotlines. There's cope lines. There are trained professionals that can help. But first of all, be real with yourself. That I need to stand in this. As uncomfortable as it is, I need to stand in this. And then, if you call out for help, the help will arrive. And sometimes these people can go on and live perfectly sane lives with proper medication, you know, and therapy and being able to find out what are their triggers. A lot of them can actually become productive in society. So, I would like to close saying, my divine salutes your divine. Namaste.